Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, everyone. Thanks for downloading the Third Coast Podcast. I'm Dennis Funk. Big news this week is that tickets for the 2015 Third Coast Filmless Festival are now on sale and they are selling quickly. You can purchase a seat for individual events and workshops or buy a pass for the whole weekend, which is October the 23rd to the 25th. To see a full schedule of the radio and podcast heroes we're bringing to town, including Mike Pesca of The Gist, Starley Kine of Mystery Show and many others, or to get your tickets, go to thirdcoastfestival.org. Also, this coming Thursday, September the 17th, we'll be hosting a night of Irish radio at the 5th Province Pub inside Chicago's Irish Heritage Centre. So grab your mates and come out and see us. For tickets, go to thirdcoastfest.brownpapertickets.com. And one note before we start this week's show. Again, because of licensing restrictions from the BBC, we are allowed to play one of the pieces from this hour of ReSound on the podcast. It's called Disequilibrium, and it's about a sound designer whose hearing begins to go haywire in the middle of creating a video game without images, only sound. It's one of my favourite pieces of all time, and if you want to have a listen, it's on thirdcoastfestival.org for about a month. All right. All sorted on mind. Now, here's this week's brand new episode of ReSound. It's all about the noise inside of our heads, so you might want to wear your earphones for this one. If you will lend me your ears, I will tell you about the multitude of invisible sound waves they receive. From the Third Coast International Audio Festival in Chicago, I'm Gwen Maxi, and this is ReSound. Sounds of every kind travel through the air with a speed of about 1,100 feet per second. Air impulses are caught by the outer shell and directed into the air canal. ReSound is a remix of music, documentaries, found sound, sound bites, and little audio ditties that float through the air and tumble into our ears. We listen to everything, then bring you the best of what we hear each week on ReSound. Now, let us look into this canal. There in the center, we see a small disc, which is the drum membrane. Sound waves beat against this membrane as drumsticks beat upon a kettle drum or tympanum. No matter how many times it's been explained to me, the mysteries of exactly how we hear seem completely magical. 
oh sure, there's some waves and some bones, and you've got your outer ear and inner ear, some fluid and a cranial nerve, and somehow they all work together in this intricate process to enable you at this very moment to hear what I am saying. Crazy. Today on ReSound, we dive into the ear like a summer mosquito right after you've just drifted off to sleep. Stay with us. When you hear a sound, raise your hand. Thank you. The inner ear is a very small and delicate place. Not much is supposed to get in there. In fact, nothing smaller than your elbow, as the saying goes. But producer Tim Hinman is undaunted by old sayings and seeming impossibilities. No, he will not be deterred. So he plunged right in. Hello, can you hear me? Hello, hello, testing. Hello, hello, studio, studio, can you hear me? I can hear you. <sighs> I can hear you. Come on, switch on your battery. This is never going to work. Switch on the microphone. Hello, studio, studio. We can hear you. Switch it on. Hello, hello. Ah, I better switch it on. Hang on. Can you hear us now? Okay. I'm ready, so... Right, ready when you are, we're rolling. Tape's rolling. Uh, Is that a problem? Look, um... Studio, I'm standing, you know, at the location now. No, that's uh, fine. I mean, we're all ready to go. We're ready to go. So just in your own time. Right, should I start walking? Yeah, fine, just walk, you know, just like in the script. Have to t- what, tell them where I am? Yeah, in the script. Yeah. Like it's written, you know, tell them where you are then. Yeah, How, I mean, seriously... Okay. I'll try. Okay, here Just we go. Just do your best. We can always do it again, okay? Um, I am... Yeah. Do your name yeah, first. Okay? Your name, sorry. Yes. My name is Tim Hinman. And I am standing in my own ear. Look, sorry. What's the problem? This isn't really gonna... I mean, can we just start like that? I'm standing in my own ear. It's fine. We can... It doesn't really make much sense. No, it doesn't have to make sense now. We'll, you know, we'll cut it down. I mean, there's a bit of a thing, because I'm in my eardrum, and I'm also talking to you, and you're me as well. Yeah, that's that's the whole idea. Yeah, but how are people going to know who's who? And we've got different sound on the voices. Well, it's impossible, isn't it? I can't possibly be standing in my own ear and talking to myself. Yeah, that's... Yeah, okay... That's sort of the idea. It's a conundrum. What? Conundrum. Conundrum. It's a conundrum. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. But we're just going to go with it. I hope people. Yeah, it's know, fine. Buy into it'll be fine. Whole. You know, it'll be totally believable. All right. All right. Let's just let's just do it. Okay. Fine. Okay. Fine. Whenever you're ready. I'm ready. Let's go. I'm a professional. I rise above it. Okay. Whatever. Thanks. Okay, here we go. Hello, my name is Tim Hinman, and I'm standing in my own ear. You are listening to the sound of a completely new experience. A startling new kind of excitement. A journey you can never erase from your memory. The most incredible adventure that man could ever achieve. (laughs) 
actually entering inside the human body, exploring an unknown universe, unknown dangers. You may never look at yourself in the same way again. I was, uh, hang on, I was just wondering actually, when we get started, should we mention that this is an experimental radio program in which I enter my own brain through my ear and meet a couple of experts along the way who will explain the nature of cognition and uh, sense of hearing and all, all that sort of stuff, the nature of perception actually. Should we, should we do that now? Or? No, no, we should leave that out, it's too complicated. Okay, fine, well... He's actually waiting for me down there. I can see him uh, down at my eardrum. Yeah, that's uh, Frederick. Uh, he's the first guy you're going to talk to. Uh, he's the uh, guy with the cognitive processes, stuff like that, right? Yeah, he's a nice guy. You know, he's going to show you through your ear. Yeah, here he is. Yeah, hi, my name is uh, Frederick Nielbo. I'm uh, working with uh, auditory perception and how we make sense of sounds. So just to start me off gently, uh, what are we going to be looking at? So I'd like to look at some of the very low-order low processes that are, that are sort of structuring the way that we hear. Right, okay. Are you an ear doctor? or? No, what? I'm definitely not an ear doctor. What I'm interested in is, is how, how we make sense of the sounds. It's low-order stuff. What was that? Well, it would be all the stuff that's happening, happening automatically. So all the stuff that you're not aware of. But, but I mean, this, this part of the system that, that, that I'm going to show you now is, is what we share with most other mammals. Uh, this is the the stuff that that sort of creates the foundation for for the things you hear. Cool. Uh, where do we get started? We need to go through the ascending uh, auditory pathway, and I'm going to take you through here. So, if we just start here at the at the eardrum, this this marks the uh, the boundary between the outer ear and the and the inner ear. You got a bit of text here. Don't forget. Yeah. Uh, okay. Here we go. Like Alice through the looking glass, we must now cross this threshold and break through to the other side. Okay, carry on. From the outer ear where you just came, you have the you have the pinna, that's the visible part of the ear that you can use for focusing and you can use for localization of sound. The the, the sounds are then led through the the, the ear canal that you just walk through, uh, which is sort of boosting some certain frequencies and uh, amplifying them, and then they arrive at the eardrum. The eardrum here transforms the energy from from the vibrations in the air into a mechanical movement. Studio. Yep. Yeah. Can you cue the music track? Coming up. Thanks. Up there you can see three bones hanging from the from the roof. They're suspended this ligament and these muscles. First you have the, the hammer up there. The hammer moves the the anvil, which is the next bone up there in the middle. And then, uh, in turn, the anvil moves the stirrup. So the hammer bone is connected to the uh, anvil bone, and the anvil bone is connected to the stirrup bone. <laughs> okay, can you try not to do jokes, please? Just stick to the script. Sorry. The bones are constantly moving because we're constantly immersed in sound. And what, what this structure does, really, is that it focuses the, the pressure from the eardrum. So basically, if, you, if we go all the way down there in the other end, uh, you'll see that the stirrup is, is um, pushing on a small membrane and it's focusing all the energy there, concentrating the energy, boosting it up to like about 20, 20 times the, the, the pressure from the, from the air drop. Okay. 
So, uh, where do we go from here then? Yeah, so let, let's go down uh, towards the, the, the small membrane down there. And uh, yeah, just watch out for that, for that air duct there. It's the eustachian tube. It connects to your throat and you don't want to go down there. Oh, yeah, okay. The stirrup is connected to the oval window and pushes the oval window. Yeah. And just on the other side of this oval window, there, there's the cochlea, and it's filled with a fluid, uh, just like water. Yeah, this is very strange. What the oval window does is really that it transforms the mechanical energy uh, into um, into hydraulic energy, so movement in, in, in water, really. So I think maybe we should go in there. It is underwater, so we need to put on some diving equipment. Some diving gear, okay. Well, okay, fine. Astudio, are you getting this? Yes, fine, fine. Brilliant. Um, now we're going to have to get into some scuba gear now. Um, he's got some lying around down here. Ah, okay, that's good. But um, it's going to take a minute, so maybe we better cut to the other fellow. The professor? Yeah, Mark Grimshaw. Professor Mark Grimshaw. Fine, okay, we'll just go to that for a minute. Okay, well, we'll be, we'll be with you in, yeah, a minute or two. Try not to take too long. Okay, okay fine. Fine. Be back with you. Oh, hang on, studio. We might have a problem because uh, where's Mark Grimshaw? Where's he supposed to be? Yeah, well, we'll have to. But he's in. He's also here inside my head, obviously. Yeah, yeah. He's he's inside your yeah. head as well. But, um, uh, how do we explain that? We we'll just have to think of something. Just think of. So just sort of improvise. Okay. Uh, I reckon if we just do it, I don't, I don't think anyone. I don't think anyone will really notice. So you know, we just go with it. Don't worry about it. Get your gear on. We'll cut to Mark. Be back with you in a minute. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Mark Grimshaw. Um, my official sounding title is the Obel Professor of Music here at uh, Oldborg University. I like to think a lot about sound. Even though my title is Professor of Music, uh, I really should be Professor of Sound, I think, so I like to talk more about sound. Uh, and please bear in mind that I'm not a neuroscientist. I am a sonic explorer. The current bee in my bonnet is thinking about how the standard acoustic definition of sound has really um, passed its sell-by date. Uh, if you open any English dictionary, and I think uh, quoting more or less from the Oxford English Dictionary, the concise version which I have, if you look at sound, it gives the standard acoustic definition. Sound is a moving pressure front through a, through a medium and so on. So sound is a sound wave. It is something physical, a disturbance in the medium, usually air, but outside of our bodies, outside of our brains. And that is something that we then sense. Okay? And presumably at that point it no longer becomes sound. This raises all sorts of interesting questions as to where sound is. And this is a favourite question of mine to ask students, because when you first ask that question, where is sound, people look at you and think you're slightly silly and then start to think, well, hmm, that's actually quite an interesting question. You'll find all sorts of descriptions about sort of sound being in the ear, sound moving in the space between us, sound is being located at the sound source and so on. So there's all these contradictory um, descriptions of where sound is. So even acousticians are rather vague. If sound is actually located at a place, which many acoustics people and books will, will actually tell you, how can it then be a wave? Because a wave moves. It's not located out of place. So that really got me thinking, what actually is sound? Not just where is sound, but where, what actually is sound? 
Hello. Hello, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Great. Um, no, I was wondering. Uh, we've sort of missed out a bit of the script. Oh, hang on. Yeah. Well, Mark Grimshaw, we've just had a bit where he's explained that sound is not necessarily sound waves, sound in the air, but is sound. It's something that happens elsewhere. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, you know, and we're getting to that. It's going to happen in the brain, right? Yep. Which is why you're going there. So you have to yes. do the bit of text where you explain that you're going into the brain to find out where sound really is. I'll do that now. No, it's just that you have to remember nobody, we haven't told anyone yet in the program that this isn't just a kind of a illustrated science thing. Yeah, well, it's I, not, um, I know. It's not all it is. It's a bit more clever than that. Well, I know, but it's not easy, is it? And that there's a reason why there's two of me, two versions of me, like this one and, and you. And me. And both of us inside your own head, but that definitely will get to it, right? Well, that's what I was saying before. I mean, it's not, I mean, no one's going to believe it, but I'm here and I'm talking to you and you're me as well. Yeah, I know. It's tricky. Tricky philosophy. But uh, it should work itself out. Well, yeah, but I'm not sure. I mean, this, things are a bit different once you get in here, you know? Yeah, I understand. It's, you know. Fine. Okay, well, then we'll just keep going. I mean, we've hardly even started yet. We've got a long way to go. Yeah, got to move on. Um... Yeah, we've got to get underwater now, so... Fine. Get through the cochlea. We'll get into the brain from there, I think. Yeah, brain's where we want to be. Yeah. And just, yeah, we just keep going. Thanks. Okay, fine. So if we climb through this small uh, window... It's, it's one of the most intricate structures of, of your ear. Um, let's swim down here along the spiral, and, and um, if you look down, you'll see there's a membrane that, that uh, has a lot of hairs on it. It's like it's like the seaweed you see down there. Uh, this is the, um, the stereocilia, the hair cells of the ear. And why do some of them look like they're dead and are moving down there? Yeah, it's because you're old and because you've been listening to music too loud. Probably then the then the hair cells will will stop moving and basically will stop you from from hearing those frequencies. You'll see that there's there's movement in the water all the time, but here in the beginning the cells are responding to the higher frequencies. That is the the, the higher pitched sounds. So now when we swim along, uh, we'll see that they're organized such that that the cells are responding to lower and lower frequencies. That's lovely, Frederick. But I'd really like to get into my brain. How do we get there from here? If, if we go down and, and look closer on some of these hairs, um, uh, we can see how they work. But uh, on the way, don't don't uh, push anything or something. I mean, th this the, the cochlear is connected to your balance system, so uh, you might get dizzy and so on if you if you kick it. All right, I'll be careful. So this is the hair that the, and it moves it moves with the fluid motion in the water. Um, and what it does is that it it um, it creates an electrical signal in the other end. So it's like um, it transforms the the energy from the hydraulic energy that we have that we have around us into an, a nerve impulse, really. And that goes to the brain. Yeah, from 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 here the uh, the signal is turned into a brain impulse, really. And how does that get inside? 
it connects to this sort of this this highway, this neural highway, which is the eighth cranial nerve, and that's our way in. Yeah, so this is sort of the the highway into your brain from your ear, into the hind brain. So uh, let's jump on and, and and see where it takes us. Time to get inside my brain. How far can we travel on this thing? So I'll take you all the way up to the primary auditory cortex. Primary audio cortex. Great. Hey studio, you're getting this? We're on our way in now. It's amazing. We're on our way into my brain, like actually traveling down the eighth cranial nerve. Yeah, we're getting it. Sounds good. It's one weird thing about it, though. It's just like being on the London Underground. I mean, it's like being on a tube train. No, that's just your mind playing tricks on you. Um, I think Mark Grimshaw was going to explain that in a bit. You can't be sure about anything, really. Okay, well, from here, from here on in, then, things are going to be a bit unreliable. Yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Just go with it. Yeah, I can't really be sure, because from here on in, everything I hear is inside my own head, so it's, you know, a bit, a bit dodgy. Yeah, I, I wouldn't worry about it just yet, because uh, you're still in some... You know, in a pretty low order of functions, you know, like plumbing. Frederick's going to lead you through all the parts of the brain that, that do all the stuff. Yeah, right, fair enough, but uh, just stay awake, because I don't want to get lost in here, all right? Yeah, fine, fine, no problem. Should be there in about a minute. Fine. So the first, the first place that we're going to go through is the cochlear nucleus. This is sort of a, an early area in the, in the auditory pathway, and um, this is where a lot of the timing information is processed. So this is where, um, this is where the timing information is, is preserved and enhanced in the signal, um, because the timing is, is very important for the sense of hearing. Whoa, it's like... All these ear clocks. Now I can see the signals coming in. The time is 319. Then where does the signal go? It sends the signal on to, um, to the superior olives, uh, which are these things that you see over there. Oh, yeah. And what are they doing? And it has to do with uh, the orientation in space and so on. Um, because here we, we, we get signal from, from both of the ears. Oh, both ears, left and right. And what if we go a bit further down there? Uh, if we go a bit further, we'll, we'll get to the inferior colliculus. Um, and uh, it's sort of a, a switchboard or relay station um, that, that, is, uh, that is integrating a signal from, from different senses. How do you mean different senses? Like hearing and smell and touch, taste. Hmm. There's something coming in there from the eyes, I can see. Whoa, what's that? just missed me. He went over there. What was it? 
so 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 that place over there it's involved in, in in the startle reflex like if if you get surprised by a loud sound or something it has to send a signal really quick so you can react on it really quick it sends a signal to the visual processing areas so so if you hear loud sound sound you will move your head and you'll direct your your eye, eyes towards towards it and so on and this this is here that that it's happening Could we could we have a small break? Will that sure. be okay with you? Sure. Hey, hello. Uh, what's going on? He's gone for a smoke down in my thalamus. Wait, you haven't really got that much time. You have to hurry him along a bit. Yeah, I know, but he's you know fair enough. He's working quite hard. But you're still down there in the really low brain functions, you know. Well, what, what, where should I be? You have to get up to the higher stuff, to the consciousness part. The consciousness, what the yeah, okay. That's where Mark Grimshaw is going to meet you. Keep moving on. You have to get into the higher order of brain functions. Okay. Okay. Get him to show you the way. All right. All right. Ah, hi, Frederick. You're back. Feeling better? Yeah. Um, Where should we go now? Um. Well, I mean, we need to sort of move it on a bit, get to the higher brain functions. Should we just go on towards the end of the auditory pathway? Yeah, onto the higher stuff. Down here? Okay, where are we now? Yeah, now now we're entering the first area of the primary cortex. This is the, the Henschel-Strauss, it's called. Um, and you can see that it's sort of the lobby of the primary auditory cortex. Henschel-Strauss. From here, the, the, the signal is projected in all sorts of directions. Some part of it is going like to the front of your brain, um, to where music and language and so on is processed, and like it, it goes everywhere. It's really messy from, from here on. So there was all this stuff coming in there. That's not coming from my ears, that's coming from somewhere else. So we have here the, the, the sort of the higher order brain functions. Um, as well as the lower order brain functions that are sort of interacting together. Wow, it's getting uh, seriously confusing. Can we uh, duck in somewhere out of this noise? Let's go there. That's better. So, so which way do we go from here? Well, the thing is that that, that, that from here. Um, it gets really complicated. You get you get signals coming from everywhere, sending to everywhere, and uh, and and you have all these different functions that are interacting. Um, and since I'm mostly just interested in in, in in hearing and the lower order processes of hearing, I'll just stop here. I think. What do you mean stop here? No, I I don't want to go any further. It's, it's too messy in there. So that's it. Yeah, more or less. Yeah. But um, where am I supposed to go from here? Yeah, it depends on where you want to go. Higher, higher brain consciousness. Yeah, well, you can you can enter sort of the the areas that have to do with speech processing or um, or the areas that have to do with uh, music processing. I mean, if if you go all the way there to the to the front left of the brain, you'll get to where most of language is processed. If you go to the right part of it, you you end up where the sort of tonal things are processed, like music and so on. You have any idea where my mind is, like the actual thing that does the perceiving? Oh, I, I don't know actually. Roughly, um, <clears throat> in that direction. Hey, studio, can you hear me? 
Yes, I can hear you. Yeah, well, he's just sort of left me here. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I thought that might happen, actually. Um, yeah, it's only science can only go so far, you know. Uh, from here on in, it's, it's anyone's guess, really. Um, you know. Where are you, exactly? I'm standing in a room. It's a white room with, like, hundreds of doors. And there's labels on top of each door. It says, like, language. There's, like, yeah, dozens of doors with language something or other written on. I can't really understand what most of the signs are saying, but it's like, um, I suppose I could choose one. Well, you haven't really got much choice now, have you? Well, as far as I understand it, if I walk through one of these doors, then I enter the higher functions of perception. Oh, yeah. Huh? That'll be the doors of perception. <laughs> was it just potluck then? Choose one, yeah, whatever. Try one. Yeah. Here we go. Here goes nothing. Oh, my. This is... No, this is very weird. Where are you? Can you hear me still? Yes, I can hear you. Oh. There's some weird echo on my voice. Yeah, that's because you hearing you. Uh, if you see what I mean. Well, I, You're in your own head. Yeah. But I can't really... Ooh. Yeah, but don't worry about it. Just get, you get used to it. It's very strange. Yeah. You know, everything's... Um, you know, you, obviously. I mean, you are you, and you are in your own head. So... Obviously, if you're talking, you can hear yourself talking. You better go and find Mark Grimshaw. Well, where is he? I think he's in the secondary audio cortex. Secondary audio cortex. Wherever that is. Ah, I think I can see it over there. Yeah, there's a sign up. A sign? What does it say? It says, this way to secondary audio cortex. Yeah, do that. I mean, he should be there. Can you take this bloody echo off? It's really annoying. I'm sorry, I can't. I can't take it off. Um, wow. I think that's my memory down there. <laughs> Don't go there. You know, just, you know, stay on the audio audio stuff. Stay on the sound path. I definitely have to get, to get out of here. This is, this is a bit spooky. No, I'm going towards the sign now. Okay. Hi, Tim. Oh, hello, Mark. Uh, well, I'm really glad to see you in my brain. So how are you in your brain as well? Ah, uh, yeah. That's a, it's a long story. <laughs> very long story, yeah. Can you tell me where we are? I'm standing in this sort of um, wonderful little space full of all sorts of neurons. Hi, Studio. Are you getting this? We're getting it. He's in my secondary audio cortex and he's, I don't know, he's fiddling about with my neurons or something. I'm not quite sure what he's up to there. Can you get him to describe their neurons, what they're like? Yeah, sure. Uh, Mark, um, I see you've got one in your hand there. Can you describe for me what these neurons look like? I'm sorry to say this, like a silicon implant. It's that kind of sort of a soft, malleable, squeezy, sort of liquid type sort of feel inside, and it's big enough to hold in your hand, so you can give it a really sort of good, good squeeze like that. You can see sort of things going off down this tail that sort of feeds off down it, and that's down the neural. 
treated and massaging it gently. Ah, okay. Um. And then I give it a nice squeeze. Then I look at your face while I'm doing this and I see something sort of twitch above your eyebrow. Whatever. You can actually sort of feel something going on there. Well, actually, I can, when you squeeze it like that, I, I'm getting these funny sounds in my head. Or, you know, like bits of sounds, anyway. Ooh. I can tell there's something actually going on in your head. So there's interaction going on between all these neurons. They're all twinkling away as things are going on yeah, yeah. over there uh, behind me. And I can see another one, uh, another neuron uh, flashing up in front of me and then I can sort of reach out. So if I understand it right, if these are the neurons in the part of my brain that perceive sound, then we should be able to grab one and then we can grab a sound, something like that. Sound is an emergent perception. That means it is happening there and then. You can never actually grab hold of it. I'm not going to get into Heidegger and so on, but you can never actually sort of grasp and get hold of what's going on there and then. So sound is very much like this, and sound very much does exist exist in time. So whether they are actually sounds inside the neurons, I'm not quite sure. I think there would be components of sound, so it may need a whole symphony of people, little people, inside, all squeezing these little neurons, and then you can start getting a sound. All right, well, let's, uh, let's just, you know, up here, let me squeeze a few of these. Hang on. Ready? Oh, and they're all, in, they're all kind of interconnected. It's all interconnected, yes, yeah. You can see that they're interconnected into other cables that are then sort of looping back up into the other neurons going on there. So you could easily sort of reach down below these uh, these soft neurons that you can squeeze and you can unplug and replug and reconfigure. All right, but uh, let's, let's just try to start with squeezing before we unplug anything. Give them a squeeze and uh, try that out. So, yeah, grab one over here and yeah, give it a squeeze. No, that seems to work. <laughs> well, the question, of course, arises, can I do something really quite naughty here? Since these neurons are connected to, to other neurons, rather like sort of electric cabling, why not simply unplug and re-plug, reconfigure the whole thing and so on? What would actually happen then? Ah, slow down. Um, don't forget this is my actual brain, so... Maybe. Um, well, we can unplug a couple, see what happens. What I might like to do is completely unplug everything. Really? And just leave the wires dangling there, and then, when I come out of your brain, ask, do you actually perceive sound? Is that really where sound locates? And presumably, if the hypothesis is correct, uh, uh, if you don't hear sound, mm. then we could say that with, with fairly great certainty that, the, yes, that is the location of the origin of sound perception going on down there. And I go back and plug it all together again, hopefully in the right way, and come back outside. Do you, are you perceiving sound now? Can you hear me? Or you could just unplug the whole thing and leave it. Silence. Can you leave that alone now? Thanks, Matt. Mark, will you please just leave, yeah, leave that alone, please. Mark? Mark? Can you uh, plug me back in, please? Mark? Um...
Uh, studio, can you hear me? I can hear you. Loud and clear. Yeah, I'm, he's unplugged me. Oh, really? I can't uh, hear anything anymore. Except my own voice. Yeah, but can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear your voice. Yeah. I think he's made a mistake. He's unplugged everything. There's, there's no... Uh, I'm not getting anything at all. I'll give him a minute. I'm sure he'll figure it out. Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm ready to get out again now. Um, and we, I mean, our time's nearly up. How do I... Uh, how do I get out? <laughs> what? No, 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 no. What are you laughing at? I'm laughing at you. Why? You don't really get it, do you? Get what? <laughs> we're both already inside my head. I mean, we're the same person. We're both me. Well, I know. There's no getting out. You have no experience that happens outside your head. It all happens indoors, baby. What are you on about? It's called phenomenology. Look it up on Wikipedia. I did. Don't start with this pseudo-philosophical crap. Just let me out of here, okay? I think your battery's about to go. So don't. I don't care about the battery. Let me out. Pretty much soon. Be, soon be time Hello? for us to sign off and say goodbye. I'm not saying goodbye to anyone. Let me out. You are where you are. Don't leave me in here. I'm not leaving you anywhere. Just have to be in the moment. Oh, for crap's sake. What is this? I mean, this is definitely not what I signed up for. The thing is, I'll... Yeah, we're out of time. I think you're going to have to work a little on that, maybe. So, so, so the whole thing just ends with me lost inside my own head, devoid of sense impressions. Do a night school course in philosophy or something. Might help. Um, are you going to do the credits or am no, I... No, I'm not going to do the bloody credits. You can do the credits yourself. All right, fine. Be like that. That was an excerpt from In One Ear and Out the Other, produced by Tim Hinman for Radio Tonic from ABC RN's Creative Audio Unit. Tim Hinman works in Copenhagen, where he's a founder of the mostly Danish language podcast third ear. For a link to more of Tim's work, visit our website, thirdcoastfestival.org. What is the best part of Chicago in the fall? The fireworks fall colors along the byways, roads, and highways? No. Biting into a honeycrisp apple that you picked from a tree? Not even close. Walking along the lake as the sun sparkles on the water like glitter? Negative. The best part of Chicago in the fall is the 2015 Third Coast Filmless Festival. If you're wondering what the heck I'm talking about, the Filmless Festival is our three-day listening party. Hear from some of your favorite producers and podcasters. Listen to audio screenings in the dark, take part in storytelling workshops, and of course, revel in some hoopla. This year, our star-studied lineup includes Mike Pesca of Slate's The Gist, Elise Spiegel of Invisibilia, and Sean Cole from This American Life. Just to name a few, the list goes on and on. The date is October 23rd through 25th. For more information, visit thirdcoastfestival.org. You've been listening to ReSound from the Third Coast International Audio Festival in Chicago. I'm Gwen Maxi. The program is produced by Dennis Funk and curated by Johanna Zorn and Sarah Geis of the Third Coast Festival. Support for ReSound comes from Emma, 
a web-based email marketing and communication service helping businesses and nonprofits manage their email campaigns and online surveys in style. More at myemma.com. Support for ReSound also comes from Frontera Grill, Topolobampo, and Shoco, serving handmade tortillas from organic Mexican heirloom corn. You can find more information, recipes, and inspiration at rickbayless.com. The Third Coast International Audio Festival is a nonprofit arts organization made possible with lead funding from the Richard H. Driehaus Foundation and the John D. and Catherine T. MacArthur Foundation. Additional support is provided by the Riva and David Logan Foundation and the National Endowment for the Arts. The Third Coast Festival is supported in part by a grant from the Illinois Arts Council Agency. Special thanks to our many individual contributors from Chicago and around the world. The Third Coast Festival, now an independent arts organization, was originally founded at WBEZ Chicago. ReSound returns next week with more radio that you can't hear. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Anywhere else, unless you live everywhere else. You've been listening to the Third Coast Podcast. If you like what you heard today, leave us a review on iTunes, send us an email, or let us know through Facebook or Twitter. You can also support us with a donation at thirdcoastfestival.org. As always, thanks for listening. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.